1: See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely. Positively. FedEx. The breaking news tonight.
2: Johnson & Johnson's one-shot vaccine is one step closer to emergency approval. The new reporting tonight on where the first batches are headed. Why experts say the single dose could be vital in ending the pandemic. But the CDC has a warning. New infections might be declining, but a dangerous number of Americans are still getting COVID-19. We may be done with the virus, but clearly the virus is not done with us. The U.S. officially blames the Saudi crown prince for the gruesome murder of columnist Jamal Khashoggi. Why the Biden administration won't punish Mohammed bin Salman. Syria airstrikes. President Biden's first military action, dropping seven bombs on Iranian targets in the Middle East. The new details tonight. Devastated by disaster. President Biden visits Texas as the state struggles to recover from those winter storms. New stimulus checks. How soon could those checks arrive in the mail? I needed the stimulus last year. Royal revelation. Prince Harry opens up to CBS's James Corden on why he stepped back from his royal duties, calling the British press toxic.
3: And it was destroying my mental health. The power
2: of kindness. How viewers responded to our reports on military families struggling to eat. Enormous fire burns in Los Angeles. Tonight, what the inferno destroyed. And Steve Hartman's on the road with how the rescue dog became the rescuer. Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Friday night. We're going to begin tonight with breaking news on a new vaccine and an urgent alert that coronavirus infections may start surging again. As we come on the air, the FDA's advisory committee has just voted to approve Johnson and Johnson's vaccine, clearing the way for it to receive emergency authorization and begin shipping out as soon as this weekend. Scientists say that this new vaccine, which only requires a single dose and can be stored in standard refrigeration, will make it easier to get more shots to millions of Americans. Now, at the same time tonight, the CDC says the worst of the pandemic is still not over. After several weeks of new infections and hospitalizations decreasing nationwide, the government now says that progress has stalled and that the average number of new cases each day is increasing again. The CDC's director says she's concerned those increases maybe because several extremely contagious variants are now spreading in the U.S. And she's warning it's too soon for states to roll back restrictions. We've got a lot of new reporting on all of this tonight and a lot of other headlines. Our team is standing by. CBS's Errol Barnett is going to lead off our coverage from New York City. Good evening, Errol.
5: Good evening, Nora. This unanimous decision by the FDA panel to green light this vaccine really paves the way for full approval and distribution within days. And with extensive backlogs for vaccinations at health clinics like this one you see behind me, things just cannot move fast enough. Tonight, Americans one step closer to a new
3: vaccine. This is our path out. We are at the precipice of having another vaccine in our toolboxes, the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine.
5: The FDA advisory committee giving thumbs up to Johnson & Johnson's vaccine, which could begin rolling out within days. While this vaccine holds promise requiring just a single dose, the biggest issue may not be quality, but quantity. The disappointment in the J&J vaccines is that they're only going to have three or four million doses available now. What numbers would you have expected to have seen? I would have liked to have seen having at least 100 million doses available now. Dr. Peter Hotez and other public health officials are also growing fearful that despite a major decline in new COVID cases
6: these declines may be stalling, potentially leveling off at still a very high number.
5: There are now signs that COVID variants are becoming dominant. The more infectious variant first identified in the UK now makes up one in five new cases in Florida, as that state braces for an onslaught of spring breakers. Now is not the time to relax restrictions. This maskless celebration in Utah could be another sign of growing complacency. To those thinking positively, Dr. Hotez says, brace yourselves. Beware the Ides of March. Uh, this is this is going to be a very difficult period. Beginning of April, this is this is going to be a game changer. As cities across the country race to vaccinate. And in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, the state has moved teachers to the head of the class.
1: Thank you so much. Hi, it's my welcome. golden ticket. I know.
5: Preschool teacher Lindsay Jackson with a lesson on the importance of getting vaccinated now. I feel like I'm finally able to take a deep breath. This isn't just a step for me to protect me, but also the sweet little kiddos that are in my class. CBS News is also learning tonight nearly a million doses of this Johnson & Johnson vaccine will be sent to pharmacies and health clinics like the one you see behind me, Nora, where they are desperately needed.
2: Errol Burnett, thank you. Well, today, the Biden administration released a long-awaited intelligence report on the murder of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi. The Trump administration refused to declassify it, and it points the finger squarely at the crown prince and future king of Saudi Arabia, a key U.S. ally. We get more now from CBS's Margaret
3: Brennan. Jamal Khashoggi entered the Saudi consulate in Turkey in October 2018, while his fiance waited outside. Inside, he was brutally murdered and dismembered by a 15-member hit squad flown in from Saudi Arabia. A U.S. intelligence report tonight said it included members of the elite personal protective detail for Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, whom the U.S. assesses personally approved the killer capture mission.
2: Did you order the murder of Jamal Khashoggi?
3: In his only TV interview, when pressed Uh, by Nora uh, for 60 Minutes, uh, the crown prince denied ordering the killing, but said he took responsibility as leader of the kingdom. But U.S. intelligence said the crown prince has absolute control of the security forces, viewed Khashoggi as a threat, and broadly supported using violent measures, if necessary, to silence him.
2: How did you not know about this operation?
0: Some think that I should know what 3 million people working for the Saudi government do daily. It's impossible that the 3 million would send their daily reports to the leader or the second highest person in the Saudi government.
3: The Trump administration sanctioned 17 Saudi officials in 2018, but did not punish the crown prince for his role. Today, President Biden also avoided action against the heir to the throne of this key U.S. ally. Mr. Biden did sanction the operation's ringleader and the crown prince's security squad. Is this justice?
0: It's the beginning of accountability, um, but I hope the administration goes further uh, with repercussions for all of those uh, involved, including the crown prince. Congressman
3: Schiff is urging the administration to go after the prince's personal financial assets. The president chose instead to block foreign nationals from the U.S. if they persecute journalists or activists. But that doesn't apply to the crown prince. Kingdom of Saudi Arabia flatly rejects this intelligence report.
2: Nora. Margaret Brennan, thank you we're going to turn now to President Biden's visit to Texas today. The president wanted to get a first hand look at the destruction from last week's deadly storms and offer support to Texans who've been struggling to find food, water and shelter. Here's CBS's Janet Shamlian.
1: Tonight, the Biden administration's first trip to a state devastated by disaster. The president and first lady welcomed by Governor Greg Abbott and other leaders. Last week's Arctic blast left millions without heat and running water across several states. My ceiling just caved in in their bedroom. But Texas bore the brunt. (laughs) The president toured the region's emergency management hub, learning workers slept on floors and in stairwells during the height of the storm.
7: You're saving people's lives and you're doing, if my mother would say, sure, you're doing God's work.
1: Dr. Jill Biden helped pack boxes at the Houston food bank where demand has surged since the freeze, later joined by the president.
7: Got a lot of food up there.
1: The state is still struggling. More than half a million are under boil water advisories, and thousands are without water. In severe weather. Texas lawmakers slammed the state's energy grid operator in hearings this week for its handling of the outages.
7: This is the largest train wreck in the history of deregulated electricity.
1: President Biden didn't address those issues, ending the trip at FEMA's mass vaccination site, now giving 6,000 shots a day.
7: When a crisis hits our states, like the one to hit Texas, it's not a Republican or Democrat who's hurting, it's our fellow Americans who are hurting. And it's our job to help everyone in need.
1: And in his remarks tonight, President Biden revealing a bit of personal information. He said that he always carries with him a piece of paper that has on it, the current tally of Americans vaccinated. Nora. Janet Shamlian, thank you.
2: And tonight, we're learning new details about the U.S. airstrikes against Iranian-backed militia groups in Syria. A short time ago, President Biden told reporters he's putting Iran on notice that it can't act with impunity in the Middle East and to be careful. CBS's David Martin reports tonight from the Pentagon.
7: Cell phone video shows what was left of a desolate outpost on the Syrian side of the border with Iraq. Two F-15 Eagles dropped seven 500-pound bombs, completely destroying nine buildings and damaging two. Initial reports said one person was killed and three injured. We recognize... The significance of this operation, as the first of its kind under the new administration. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said Iranian-backed militias used the border post to smuggle weapons into Iraq.
5: We had information uh, that these structures, this site, this compound, were being used by these groups to facilitate the movement of... Uh, resources, material, and weaponry uh, into Iraq to
7: conduct the attacks. Two weeks ago, U.S. officials say Iranian-made rockets were fired at a base in Iraq where American troops are located. Last night's strike was a message to Iran.
5: That is an unambiguous, clear message uh, to anyone in the region uh, about uh, what the stakes are if you're going to Uh, continue
7: to conduct attacks uh, on our people. Defense officials say this strike was intended as a one and done, but that will depend on how Iran and its allies react. David Martin, CBS News, the Pentagon.
2: And here in Washington tonight, House Democrats are on the verge of passing the president's comprehensive COVID relief plan. But even if the bill becomes a law, it will be missing a key priority for the Biden administration, a hike in the minimum wage. CBS's Chris Van Cleve reports from the Capitol.
6: Tonight, debate over President Biden's COVID relief bill, off to a contentious start in the House.
0: America needs this. America wants this, and they're going to get it.
6: This is
5: the wrong plan at the wrong time for all the wrong reasons
6: Despite the president's assurances he would get Republican support none have signaled they'll back the 1.9 trillion dollar bill that includes 160 billion to help with vaccine distribution, 130 billion for schools, and 30 billion for rental assistance. There's also an additional $400 weekly unemployment benefit and up to $1,400 stimulus checks. I needed this stimulus last year. Christine Adnowski and her husband are barely keeping a roof over their two kids' heads. He's working two jobs, and she's working full-time from their Florida home. She says so they need all the help they can get. I wake up not in the morning, but in the middle of the night with panic about, oh, you know, my lord, what am I going to tell my landlord? Also in the House bill, a minimum wage hike to $15 an hour that's unlikely to survive in the Senate.
1: We will not rest until we pass the $15 minimum wage.
6: Thirteen Republicans plan to vote on the bill remotely, citing the pandemic as the reason they can't vote in person. Tonight, CBS News has learned all 13 are attending the conservative political action conference in Orlando. We are America. COVID relief could be in the hands of the Senate as early as Monday. They'll have to work quickly. They only have two weeks to get the bill to the president's desk before federal unemployment benefits expire. Nora.
2: Chris Van Cleve from the Capitol. Thank you. Also tonight, Britain's Prince Harry is speaking out in his first interview about why he stepped back from his royal duties to live here in America. CBS's James Corden, the host of The Late Late Show, spoke to the prince in a remarkably candid interview. Here's CBS's Carter Evans.
4: For Prince Harry, James Corden brought a little bit of the U.K. to L.A. Can
5: I interest (laughs) you in a tea?
4: Yeah, I'd love one. The two tour town with Harry showing a softer side and his improv skills at the home of the Fresh Prince.
3: Now, this is a story all about how my life got flipped and upside down.
4: They stopped to dial up Meghan Markle.
3: Hey, Meghan.
4: Who addressed Harry by his nickname. Has. has.
1: how's your tour of LA going?
4: The comedy seems to have loosened up the prince enough to open up about the decision he and his wife made to leave the U.K.
3: And how do you feel about The Crown? Um, they don't pretend to be news. It's fictional. I'm way more comfortable with The Crown than I am seeing the stories written about my family or my wife or myself. We all know what the British press can be like. And it was destroying my mental health. I was like, this is toxic. Yeah. So I did what any husband and what any father would do is like, I need to get my family out of here. I will never walk away. I will always be contributing. But my life is public service. So wherever I am in the world, it's going to be the same thing.
4: Carter Evans, CBS News, Los Angeles.
2: Tonight, investigators are looking into what caused an enormous fire today in an industrial area of Compton in Los Angeles County. It started at a business that makes wooden pallets and spread to a nearby bus yard where it torched several buses. It also sparked electrical transformer explosions that knocked out power in the area. No serious injuries are reported. Turning now to something we're proud to share. This week, we told you the stories of military families struggling to feed their ch- children. Nearly 40 percent have had difficulty finding enough to eat during the pandemic. The stories of these military families resonated with our viewers. In the past 48 hours, more than 2,500 of you have donated more than 300 thousand dollars to the military family advisory network. With that money, they hope to provide one million meals over the next few months. Thank you. How can you repay someone who gave you a new chance at life? How about returning the favor? Here's CBS's Steve Hartman on the road.
4: The Ramapo Bergen Animal Refuge in New Jersey is a shelter of last resort. Megan Brinster, runs the place.
3: Our purpose is really to take the ones that don't have anywhere else to go. Um, And that was Sadie.
4: Sadie was a big German shepherd, nearly 100 pounds. And she wasn't great with men, which is why three other shelters turned her away. And why Brian Myers... Good girl. ...adopted her.
7: I thought, let me give this dog a chance because she's beautiful and I think I can work through her issues.
4: So at the time, you thought you were rescuing her.
7: Yes, absolutely.
4: Little did he know, he was saving his savior. Um,
7: I was very lucky to have her on the night that I had the stroke. As soon as I stood up here, I fell straight down. Brian lives alone. And my cell phone was over there. So Sadie was his only hope. And that's when I grabbed her collar and she pulled me out of this little space here.
4: Pulled him all the way across the room to his phone.
7: As far as I know, she's never been trained as a service dog or anything. How do you explain this? I can't.
4: You're so pretty. Megan thinks she can. She says rescue dogs are often incredibly loyal.
3: When you have a dog who's lost something, all the dogs that come here have lost a family, a person, or they never quite had that. So when they make that connection, you really become their world.
4: Good girl. Brian says Sadie does constantly track him. And obviously she was at her post. That night, he needed her most. Okay. Brian was rushed here to Inglewood Health in Inglewood, New Jersey. He spent a couple weeks in treatment and rehab. And just before his release, he got a visitor. A very grateful visitor.
7: She just immediately jumped on me and was kissing my face, knocked my glasses and my mask off. and I just thought, I love this dog.
4: And you don't need to be Dr. Doolittle to hear Sadie reply. I love you too. <laughs> Steve Hartman on the road Good girl. in Teaneck, New Jersey. This is her favorite
7: spot.
2: <laughs> Nothing more special than the love of a dog. Sunday on Face the Nation, Margaret Brennan's guests include South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem and Dr. Anthony Fauci. And a reminder: if you can't watch the CBS Evening News live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here Monday. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app